Hello everyone, this is a special announcement. So on a previous episode, I mentioned that we will have special t-shirts for you guys at the $10 tier on Patreon. Apparently that is not doable, unfortunately. So we have those t-shirts on the $20 and $25 tier, and they are a monkey masturbating. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want a monkey masturbating, the t-shirts are available on our Patreon. Or a monkey who just finished jacking off and there's nut all over his pants. That's on our red bubble. So those links will be in the bio for this episode. Thank you guys so much again. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fuck shit, bud. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Antonio and Oki part, whatever the fuck this fuck is. Fuck you, Antonio. We're glad your dad and no one's your uh, friend. This will be a garage show. And then the next one after that, no garage. What do you mean? I think it'll be over StreamYard. Unless I, we just start putting... Stuff we recorded, who knows? Can we finish Anoki right now, though? No, we cannot. We are still in the 70s. What? Are we not? No, st- we're not. This is in the middle 80s. Well, we left off you where... You bolded a lot, baby. Oh, I bolded uh, quite a bit. So I bolded where Tony and Oki... So yeah, here's yeah. what I did. I bolded where Tony and Oki... Uh, we're using one document. Him, like we're he, we're using one document and Dylan, so he knows where he left off, just bolded the part. I think there's just more than one bold. Oh, yes. I didn't unbold the last thing. Yeah, that's, I think, the problem. So we're so we have to get through eight pages, which I think we will, because I'm not adverse to fucking skipping over some shit. Yeah, listen, no one. here's what no one's ever said. What was Antonio doing in 2001? But I it's assume like, claiming... We'll, you know, Katie Vick, I did that. <laughs> we'll put all of Christopher Hobson's documents online, and if you guys like want to read it, but legit, it's like the intimate knowledge we would have to have of Antonio Inoki to kind of like have the things to trigger memories. I find Antonio- you have to take that back out, by the way. I will in a second, but I want to say this about Antonio Inoki, which mm-hmm. is my big lesson. Is by the way, if you're listening on audio, I meant his weenie. That's right. <laughs> And I will take it out. Um, Ooh, here's the thing: is Antonio Inoki garage show. Anoki, uh, Antonio Inoki is Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon. He is the perfect combination of both of those things. Which is, not only will I destroy you in business, I'll then get in the ring and show you that I don't need anyone. <laughs> well, this is something uh, classic wrestler review equated to comedy. Where when I started comedy, it was you're either producer or comedian, and you can't do both. And now it's like, of course you do both. Producing is where all the money is. What we also learned was that was that's particularly Canada. Canada is the weirdest place where there's like yeah. there's very few opportunities, and one of the rules is no making any more opportunities. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I was told. And uh, Japan really seems like like we talked about in the last episode. Um, the entire culture of Japanese wrestling is, of course, you book the territory and you're the star. That's how you make all of the money. Yeah, don't you want to win, you fucking loser? Yeah. Do you want ten dollars or fifteen dollars? Yeah, I want fifteen. And I how do I? I want fifteen. Actually, that's super. Do you want do you one dollar or thirty dollars? My name is Antonio Inoki. Do you know how weird it is for me to eat? The way my jaw is, so much food falls out of my mouth. Yeah, it's like I a need, pelican. I need extra money to f- pay for all the extra food. From above. Yeah, he exactly. Can't, he can't come in with a sandwich head on. He has to drop yeah. it in and down. Do you know how expensive it is to find a man who will just climb a ladder with a sandwich and slowly feed that to you like <laughs> you're a uh, orca whale? But he is the mixed. No, he's the martial arts champion, sorry. He's beating up lots of martial arts. This is the other thing I was thinking about with Don't Antonio get your Inoki. fucking phone out. I will out, out in a second. He was really smart, and this is something that a lot of terito- the smart territory guys would do, is that they were never actually the world champion. They were perennially the TV champion. Or like the brass knuckles yeah, champion. Yeah, exactly. What are you? I'm the, My dick's bigger than yours. Champion of the world! Yeah, because it's sort of like the Undertaker. The Undertaker f- <laughs> most times was always where, where the strongest are we? So you're character. saying that we're from here? Yes. All right. 
The Undertaker is most times the strongest character, so having him have a title is redundant. It was kind of like a lot like the, I thought the CM Punk thing, where it's like, I didn't think CM Punk ever should have had the AW title, because it's like redundant to have a guy... I completely agree with you. I never you create more main events, kind of like what Vince would say about WrestleMania, where it's like, yeah, there's the Undertaker main event, and then there's the World Title main. Because event. I can perf- I can finally pretend like I'm like kind of keeping an eye on AEW for the show to be relevant, which I did not watch it because I was like, I think CM Punk as a human being is a bag of shit. So I'm now, of course, because he can't get money from it, I'm now going back and watching AEW. Then there's an amazing, interesting moment because I had all of this information when it came to CM Punk just gleamed from hearing what the bloggers are saying, Ooh. and there was a big reaction of like there positioning him to be like Terry Funk in ECW and in particular Cornette said I don't like that then and you can see there's a definite shift in the AEW booking from how CM Punk is presented really initially early on so it's basically like he went like I'm 40 and I don't like the shenanigans here in this basement to like (laughs) I still do skateboard tricks (laughs) and that was the definite moment where it shifted and he went towards getting the title I don't think that was his plan or Tony Khan's plan. They just listened to the noise. What I will give Antonio Inoki is Antonio Inoki has never doubted himself. Ever. Ever. Do you know how fucking crazy it is to be like, (laughs) imagine if Randy Orton had just been like, I'm making my own wrestling company and it worked out. Like that's literally what he did. Yeah, that's right. It was Randy Orton. And Randy Orton's the perfect. And just Sheamus. It was Randy Orton (laughs) and Sheamus and they were like, I'm, and they were like, oh, you're going to join Impact? No. No. It's Randy Orton. It's RKO Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, does that say Wrestling for- with an R. K means wrestling again. O means orgasm. <laughs> no, wrestling, wrestling, orgasm. I, you know those porns where people wrestle and then they fuck? That's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> I RKO them both. No sex. We're not videotaping in it. It's just all of your girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to see my dick. No. Yes, it's thick. Why would I hide it inside a woman? That's gross. Let's all just count down to the fact that you want to know when the rest of the review is coming out of retirement, and that is when Randy Orton retires and he needs someone to host his shoot interviews. You're looking at the two gentlemen who will wear only plastic clothes because we will be covered in Randy. Of course. <laughs> Only the later years after Dime died and Phil got oh, political, yeah. he'll say. He got fucking he got fucking pissed about um CM Punk having that kill switch engage song too, because he was like, I wanted that shit. And I was like, This guy rules. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Sorry, go for it. I'm gonna say this also. Let me tell you who invented truck nuts without knowing he invented it. <laughs> Randy Orton, I guarantee, was like, yo, does this fucking truck have fucking balls, man? <laughs> Yeah, doesn't see. Also said the N word. Just completely got yeah, away with it. Does not know that Kanye does music. He just thinks Kanye That's is really funny. Really yeah. good. He, <laughs> yeah, that political. This fucking commentator. presidential candidate's finally fucking saying it, man. <laughs> also, yeah, I don't know if you saw the Tim Pool thing. But of, yeah, I knew. Don't within eight don't seconds. You fucking do the Jews control the media? media? No. Okay. Do you bye. not think that That's I so was funny. sat with a friend who I haven't seen in five years, and I said, "Hang on one second. And I looked at my phone, and they were like, "Yay is on Tim Pool," and I was like, "Give me one second, I think." And then I literally the next tweet was, "Kanye has walked out of Tim Pool for." The slight and like let's be honest, Tim Pool's not pushing back that hard mm-hmm. on anti-Semitism, and basically all. Tim no, he Poole, just needs plausible deniability. All Tim Pool said basically was, "Please don't get me kicked off of YouTube." And Kanye left. Oh, what footage, ladies and gentlemen! The fucking cats out of the bag with Tim Pool. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you fucking no, moderate left guys, fucking well, these guys beanie need, wearing cunt. Well, this guy needs all those guys need plausible deniability. Anyway, take your phone I, out. And let's talk no, about Big let's Tony. Let's talk more about Tim Pool. We need to make this quick because no. we have to do another one Shut after. Shut up. Go ahead. 
Okay, here we go. Antonio Inoki is dead now. The end. There no. we go. Talk more about Tim Pool. So, uh, oh my god, I want to say his name right. So, Maeda starts the UWF. Have you ever seen a UWF match? I really have, and I have to say this. UWF is my favorite of all the wrestling initials. I love how it sounds. It's I do. I really like that. Isn't it real fun? Well, it's you. The and weird also, thing. It's you is good. The U is great. Also, it differentiates you from the WWF. And also, if you want to get the WWF to stop saying the WWE universe, make the make another UWF. And I swear to God, Vince McMahon will. So he then will break back into time. You gotta fucking change it. Well, that's just the thing. What they didn't never did with um, what's it called? Uh, what they never did with SmackDown and Raw was they never made them have three initial companies, and that's how you differentiate things. There's no the idea of like a Raw title oh and a SmackDown God, title. Oh my God, that's exactly the problem with it. It mm -hmm. should they should have gone. This is the FWW and this is the you WWE. You could do it. We could do it in Japan because Japan has like Stardom and Dream and all this shit, Dragon Gate, that type of thing. But like. It's not a tradition. But I also like that it's Canada. different than the show. They, you're right. It should have been Raw is... They should have actually done the invasion. Raw is WWE. Well, they were going Smackdown to, and then we all know be, that. Because Vince McMahon can't... Uh, wait, that's something will think I wasn't no, was right. Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn was like, why would we... We spent all this time... Da, 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 whatever. Anyway. So, Anoki has to leave the presidency due to scandal. And while Anoki remained a major stockholder... Uh, what was the scandal? Sakaguchi was running the company, and eventually Fujinami replaced him. The tone you're putting on those names is like you don't believe that those are their real names. Fujinami. Well, I just did not want to ruin them that much, and I probably did. Because it's hard, because like, you can't put on the accent. I know what you're saying. Because you can't just zing it with the accent. Because also, like, you know. Well, Italians aren't like, yes, I went to Toronto and I saw the CM Tower. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. still say it with their accent. I understand. Do it. I came here to see no, the Japanese that accent. That is my Japanese accent. Oh, okay. Hello. New <laughs> Japan, the pro wrestling. I'm a saver from a racism because I don't know how to do the accent. I'm trying to understand what the scandal was anyway. Scandal I think the scandal was like Antonio Inoki was just like walking by a secretary and he was like, I'm right, right? And she was like. Well, so many parts and we about, don't know what scandal was. About whatever. what? And he was like. <laughs> Everything, and then and then he just he burned her family alive. Uh, can you, can you come into my office? You've been hiding that pussy all day, bitch. That's what he said. Of course he did. You've been hiding that pussy behind that skirt. If someone and those goes panties, from pro wrestling into politics, he's the pussy. He at the very least is a sex tourist. At the very <laughs> best case scenario, that guy has gone to a country and been like, so what is on offer here? <laughs> a pineapple, you say? Every single. One of his... So imagine if Hogan was still on top, he owned the WWF, and John Cena and Batista and everybody left. Here's what Hogan does. He just goes to Korea, and uh, this is Inoki, obviously. He has the... To he, um... Sorry, he goes to uh, Tokyo Dome. Apologies, I skipped ahead to the Korea thing. And they have some of the largest crowds and gates in pro wrestling history. They created the G1 tournament. And instead of one tar... One star, jeez... Like Inoki, they had many. Fujinami, Choshu, Kejimuro, Shinya Hashimoto, Masahiro Chono, and Lender Sasaki. Business was good, obviously, until the rise of MMA hurt pro wrestling. Followed by Inoki wanting to push people who had success in MMA fights over other pro wrestlers. We'll get to that, but like Antonio Inoki was obsessed with proving the pro wrestlers were still tough and not accepting that they were just in a different business. I find it so fascinating because you can so see the the little boy that's in him in that thought of like, yeah. but if 
If there's other tougher boys, they'll find and they'll find they'll find he Tony. He is very lucky. He is very lucky that MMA came along in like basically the year 2000 instead of 1980. Because there's oh, no way he wouldn't yeah. have just fought like Mark Coleman and got oh, his my God. face put I into his butthole. It's even the night. I I don't actually. I think it's the 2000 is exactly correct because he also aged out. Like he was just. He even had to admit, okay, I'm too old. If MMA came out in '90. We're looking by 95, Butterbean will be in Tokyo, and he's just fighting Anoki in the streets. Yes, and this is also a lot of Anoki beating Andre. Like, he beats Andre the Giant in 1985. Well, this is the other thing, is this was the beginning of Andre, because Andre was so the territorial attraction. Mm. As he's shutting his career down, there were certain people he basically, like, of the two companies that did me the best... I'll go and kind of be like, all right, I'm, I'm give, you're the star here, and Hogan, you're the star there. That's the thing of like, that's why you know that Andre the Giant documentary where it's like, well, you know what, brother? I didn't know if it was going to be a work or a shoot, like all that bullshit. And he's like, I wrote it down that Andre did this, called it the way I laid it out. That is such Hulk Hogan fucking truth. It's yeah. so not true. It was, they went into the ring, Andre knowing. I'm in a different segment because my back doesn't work because I'm an <laughs> I'm the world's biggest alcoholic who occasionally does some physical exertion. The party's over. Like we're within by the time the, the within a year of the Hogan match, Andre's no longer allowed to do singles matches in the Fed. Mm. Like so yeah, he loses to Anoki because he's in New Japan. He also is the same around the same time. Like his final feud with Anoki is uh nineteen eighty six. So it's like it's he jobs right to Anoki just before, exactly, he Heading jobs back to, to the Fed to job to Hogan. Exactly, and that's kind of once again, that's kind of something that's kind of ruined by today's wrestling, where it's like you can't have that. Well, it's like also everyone would have known he would have lost twice to Anoki. Exactly, and you—it's the idea of you look back actually and beating Andre via submission using an armbar nine minutes and thirty seconds. So that shows you how wow like, they got it fast because yeah, yeah, and this is like. Okay, the UWF has all my young wrestlers. You guys are doing some huge gates. That's cool. I just beat the guy who no one's ever job to. Yeah, my name is Antonio Inoki, and all I do is win or change the rules so what looked like a loss to you was actually a win. I just think I think I know like I didn't know anything about this other than like listening to New Japan podcasts and having people say Inokiism is dumb because of like how he almost ruined New Japan in the 2000s but like I still think this is cool 1986 he beats Leon Spinks who was an Olympic boxing oh, yeah. champion yeah this was also this is something that like and then a year later Mike Tyson knocks his brother out so bad Leon Spinks' brother or Tony Michael Spinks he knocks out Michael Spinks so bad that he's that like it's like 8 seconds ugh yeah it's not good not, it's really, it really is. No bad. one remembers because Mike Tyson unfortunately did did us all a disservice by not dying in the eighties. That's true. Because that is true. He like, you know, fucked or up. retiring. That's the less violent version. If he would have just been no, like, he my trainer is dead, I'm going to because retire. the problem also with Mike Tyson is Mike Tyson's still doing mushrooms with podcasts on Alec with Alex Jones. There was that. I would say that whole time he went. Podcast is very. Have you seen the Mike Tyson podcast? Yeah, it's loose. It's more it's like it's just him lying there like a oh, blanket. Mushrooms. While other people are like, so Mike, how was it to fight? And it's like the Mike Tyson podcast is the only podcast <laughs> where it's like every the new guest gets to interview the host. <laughs> like it's. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of celebrity podcasts like that, but I also, I have to say, I was watching the Mike Tyson podcast, and it's when I learned that they've now got smokable mushrooms, and I was like, oh, we're in fucking trouble here. <laughs> 
This is fucking great. So he has a um, he has a match against. Uh, pardon me, just one sec. Obviously, the match against Spinks. Fans saw Maeda as the star of the promotion, and years earlier, Maeda had been the chosen one, not Fujinami, to take the top spot when it was time to move Inoki out. Many fails fans was that time, but the TV ratings were so much stronger for Inoki versus Spinks, doing 30 million viewers, that the change didn't happen right away. However, Inoki versus Maeda was the biggest match they could put together. They booked the match, sold it out immediately, and it was the most looked forward to match since the Brody series. That's we didn't talk about the Brody series, but basically Bruiser Brody was up to his old shenanigans. Come on. What was he doing? He was asking Getting for more stabbed? money. It was changed to a five button five ma- five versus five match because they couldn't agree on a finish. And then in 1987, Anoki had a major program with Saito. So I just don't think, I don't see, obviously I wasn't a Japanese man when I was two. <laughs> so what? I don't understand what was happening. Like, there's intimate knowledge. We talked about CM Punk, where it's like, I can tell you there's a before and after with CM Punk and AEW, and it is the Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Because that was a step too far, where it's like, why would you put this, like, 100% babyface and try and make Eddie Kingston a heel when it's like everyone loves Eddie Kingston so much and loves that story? And then having Eddie Kingston say things that, like, in that promo were clearly from his heart. I completely agree. Where it's like, now you're, like, the guy... It's worth it for you to watch that because that is a that is a major before and after where people start hating CM Punk at not hating but start disliking the seeds for CM Punk dislike of CM Punk are sown in that moment where it's like clearly Eddie Kingston is speaking if nothing else everyone's like this guy speaks on behalf of the locker room no one is jealous of him everyone's excited that he's finally getting his shit together and being successful and he's basically like CM Punk you are the reason that I hated myself for like 10 years and it's like pretty much the promo, but he's supposed to be the heel, and then CM Punk basically plays kind of like a soft heel, but just wins clean. Yeah, it's basically what the, this is an interesting sort but of. Anyway, that's what I'm Hang saying. On, like, I, I don't actually, have that intimate knowledge. Let me relate this Anoki, back so. to Anoki. I can. Sure. CM Punk is very much playing a Generation X guy to Eddie Kingston's millennial, and Antonio Anoki. No, so in so culturally and from a fan perspective. The way CM Punk is playing it, that could have been a babyface reaction at some point, but the way Eddie Kingston plays it, even though he's supposed to be the heel, he comes across like the babyface. Antonio Inoki, for all that you can say about him, he understands that he comes across like a big, strong, patriotic symbol of Japan. As a, You know, and he's a big, strong, like, look at this big guy. He's winning fights. He's beaten Muhammad Ali. He beat that Sphinx boy. He beats everybody. He beats everybody. And we're about to come across something very, very, sorry to cut you off, but very, very important, which is, so October 4th, and this is so, this is such a good idea. October 4th, 1987, uh, him and Saito have a, the longest batch in Japanese pro wrestling history. Two hours and five minutes. Come two on. hours, five minutes, and 14 seconds. It's called a jungle death match. It happens in front of just a couple reporters and some television production people. Inoki chokes Saito out. And then coming off of that, December 27th, apologies. Um, Thank this you. This is for right after this. This is right after this. He loses in 249 to who? Two minutes and 49 seconds. He loses to. Ray Mysterio. Vader. Come on. This is the Vader debut. Big Van Vader. Holy shit. That's how you fucking put over Vader. The guy who beat everybody. Who beat him? Um, 
He's wearing a weird metal mask. Immediately, too. Like, what an amazing idea. It's such a Obviously, great way. Obviously, gets, but that caused a fucking riot. People it, were of course lighting their fucking seats on fire and throwing them. <laughs> it did a double thing, too, which is it also fucks over Vader. It also va- makes, like, it new Japanifies Vader. So it also makes va- Vader not a commodity that would work in all Japan because you already know what's going to happen. I don't know. I, I feel like that you could totally just I guarantee just put... Antonio Inoki thought that, though. He's like, if he beats me, he'll have to stay here. Do you know what I'm saying? This was... They were literally banned from Sumo Hall for uh, one year that because of this fight. That is fucking awesome. I never knew that's where how Vader got over in Japan. Brilliant. When Vader had the more intense black and red mask, oh, fucking Vader rules. Yeah, I don't know. Do you like the mask or the muzzle? I like the muzzle a lot. Which was the muzzle? I think is the one I'm like it's. No, the muzzle is the muzzle is what he wore in WWF and towards the end of WCW. No, I like the mask more. I think that's scarier. I didn't like the muzzle. Really? Well, he's in. Here's the other thing: is he's in way, way better shape in the 80s. Yeah, because he he's just like. And then in the 90s, it's like, wait a minute, I do what? Or- like, I love, <laughs> like, I got to tell you, my favorite Vader is that super early WCW just kicking, like, just beat the fuck out of people. Like, the Ric Flair Starcade match, which is, I think, high watermark for Ric Flair, is just watching, it's my one of my favorite type of wrestling matches. Your dad versus your stepdad. <laughs> so, Inoki's body starts breaking down in the late 80s, and he loses his martial arts title. In front of forty-three thousand fans, in uh, in two, and here's this. Let's go, buddy. That's fucking Shota. Dope. Come on, get after Kachyasvili, who is a Russian bronze medalist in the two hundred five uh, pound weight class. Where in is judo. he finding these guys? Like, like he's the Olympian. He's literally there. He's paying Olympians. This guy was an Olympian seventeen years ago. He goes, "Hey, do you want to basically judo throw me and win?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, sure do." Because, once again, plausible deniability. You're and great. The fact it's that, fucking great. You know what Antonio, you know what I never realized until this moment? It's like, Anoki really just created the playbook that kind of WWE is using right now, but they're using it with like social media stars. Like Bad Bunny and Logan Paul. And Anoki's yeah. like, if this was like, if you just make it more serious, Anoki would be the one just... So, this sounds weird, but it's like the Miz is the new Anoki, and then Miz would just be like, I'm the social media champion. And he would just be beating social media you, stars. I, WWE is smart. They would 100% do that because they kind of need to now with Logan Paul. Because it looks like they're going to do Logan Paul, John Cena at WrestleMania. And then Logan Paul is trying to push for it. But I think that's I mean, a, they should totally do that. It's a bridge too far. I'm sorry. John, if John Cena is smart, John Cena is like, okay, cool. The match is I F you him and put him in the STF. I mean, it's pretty difficult to do that, though, because he just went life and death with your actual world champion. That's right. So why wouldn't you then big, sacrifice John Cena? Because I'm John Big Match Cena. John. Because <laughs> like, John Cena's smarter than Roman Reigns. That's why. That's why. John Cena needs it less. Yeah, they should have done it the inverse. It should have been John Cena has a competitive match at Crown Jewel with Logan Paul, and then at WrestleMania it's Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns and, and Joe, Roman and Reigns. And then Logan Paul dies. And Logan Paul is yeah, beaten within an inch of his life by the head of the table. What was that AEW thing? No, it's just them, uh, that Satnam Singh guy fucking up a chokeslam. The new Giant Gonzalez. Yeah, where the fuck did they find that guy, by the way? He was a uh, basketball player for the Atlanta Hawks. It's really weird, by the way, going it's in. like another very naked 
attempt for a wrestling company to be popular in India. Yeah. They real they, they TNA w- had one. Rock uh, King, who could forget? One TNA of many, one of many Dave Lagana's grope oh, he's factory. A, he's a touchy touchy Dave Dave. Anyway, this is this is gonna be fun stuff. Anyone who had a podcast that then stopped in two thousand and eleven, I'm gonna say this right now, sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> so Anoki beats the man in a rematch. What? Yeah. May twenty fifth. 1989. The day that will live in infamy. 15,000 fans in Moscow. I thought you stood with Ukraine, Anoki, you fucking traitor. Headlined the first ever modern pro wrestling event in Russia. Woo! He beat Brad Reagans and Masa Saito. The most enduring part of the Russian relationship was uh, the amateur wrestler Viktor Zangiev, the most impressive group. Uh, sorry, the most impressive of the group in the ring who became the inspiration for the Zangiev character in the Street Fighter video Come game. Come on! That's I always fine. thought it was Boris Yukov was the uh, was the inspiration for Zangief character of Street Fighter. So this is a uh, it breaks a record for pro wrestling gate uh, two million seven hundred thousand eighty one dollars yolo yolo yolo. Would you like to know a piece of Street Fighter trivia before we continue? Sure. I mean, we're about to get into politics, so let's go. M Bison, the character in Street Fighter, was supposed to be the boxer because it's just Mike Tyson. Uh, but then they were like, oh, we might get sued. So they, s- they switched the dictator being named Balrog and the boxer being named M. Bison, and they just oh, that's switched the idea. names. Oh, that's a really smart. That's actually super smart. Isn't that fun? That's really. And also you're like, yeah, it works better that his name is M. Bison. Way better. Anyway. Balrog. Fuck off. Following Fuck in his off. father's footsteps, Antonio Anoki enters politics in 1989. Yes, he's the Jesse the Body Ventura Hulk Hogan. He was elected. He started his own party called the... Wrestling Party. Sports and Peace Party. I knew this, actually, because that, like, that was like the... What sounds like you're about to you're fucking about try to start it overthrow the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyone who aligns themselves heavily with sports is trying and to... And peace. <laughs> Peace, as long as you don't get in the way of me murdering. Yeah, peace, as long as you're winners. October 24th, 1989, while making a political speech, he was the victim of an assassination attempt and was stabbed. Isn't this fucking nuts? Since Tony Anoki, no one ever truly knew whether whether or not this was the most elaborate publicity angle, although it was covered as major news. wrestling. That they were like, probably real. There is nothing that makes you... Quickly more liked as a political figure than surviving an assassination. That's attempt. correct. That's how Ronald Reagan got the the uh, tax cut that has crippled yeah, the American economy yeah. economy ever since. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Give us money. We're rich. We're better than you. Um, we'll figure it out. We're rich. That yeah, means come we're on, better. Man, I got a suit and I'm not a fucking bitch. I have more money. My wife is known as the best cocksucker in Hollywood. <laughs> My, the, Best, my, my favorite my, Ronald Reagan yep. fact. Frank Sinatra once said, let me two things I thought when I found out Ronnie was going to be the president. Um, one, ooh, sad Nancy's finally off the table. They've been married for years as Frank Sinatra's just a scumbag. Yeah. Two, it reminded me of that singing trick Nancy gave me, which is you chew an apple and then you th- uh, eat it and then throw it up. It gives you gravel to your voice. <laughs> Basically, Nancy Reagan was a bulimic who sucked Frank Sinatra's dick is what I always took from that. <laughs> yeah, of course she did. Frank Sinatra, also a rapist. Do you ever anyway. think that you, you that guy I look at and I went, your dick stinks. That guy had a his dick smelled like cigarettes. He I read a book on him. He was like a lot of he did some fucking crazy, crazy bad things. 
Yeah, I know that that guy did some crazy bad things. He I, showed up. To, I forget who it was, but an actress's house and said, I'm not leaving here till you fuck me. And her kid was asleep. He's like, I'm going to fucking scream and wake your kid up and your kid's going to know you're a whore. And what a monster. What a fucking mo- Here's how I knew he was a monster, by the way. His bodyguard's book. There are almost no stories about Frank. So I. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and me then and, nothing happened. Yeah. And then me and Frank were fine. <laughs> October 24th, 1985. Oh, yeah. Of course, did that. Uh, he became. The first elected official from a democratic country to meet Fidel Castro. They had a cock off. They had a hog fucking competition. Did they, I they assume, tied. try? I assume Antonio Noki was like, Fidel, the Americans will love it. We have a match at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kept telling them that he runs WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he met and pinned Fidel Castro. Yeah, he met and pinned Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro considered it a handshake. But according to Antonio Noki, he was like, he submitted. He'd let go of the handshake first. <laughs> he, uh, Imagine he... Fidel Castro, who is the ruler of a nation, met Antonio Inoki, and I guarantee Fidel Castro walked out of there well, and was he like, did this. that guy's full of himself. Well, he, he successfully negotiated the release of hostages from Saddam Hussein. What? Before the outbreak of the Gu- of Gulf War. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. He just showed him the octopus hold, and Suzanne went, no, scared of the octopus hold. Do you think that Antonio Inoki read some of Saddam's poetry and went, this is not bad? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know what happened, but they probably, like, we're both fucking psychos. We both think we could. I guarantee the reason why Antonio Inoki did so well, and I was like, oh, you think you're a megalomaniac. (laughs) (laughs) You want to pin Kuwait or whatever? For some reason, I understand what this guy's saying. Yeah, have you thought about giving uh, Kuwait an arm bar? And he's like, are we talking about the same thing? And he's like, I think Kuwait is a person, and I want to put him in an arm bar. And they're like, oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now this is the crazy thing about Japanese politics I'm learning. I don't know if it states, it doesn't state clearly if he is still in. Sorry. Within the Senate, he was seen as a glory hound, 100%, who created situations to get himself over at the expense of the team. No different than his days in pro wrestling. At one point, he was a candidate for mayor of Tokyo. Realistically, he had no chance to win the election, but would have garnered a sizable enough percentage of the vote to swing it. Once he inserted himself into the race, he had to come up with a way out of it without doing the job. Luckily, an opinion poll came out, sampling only males in their early 20s who would vote for the mayoral elections. And since he was the perfect demographic, so many had grown up on him, Inoki led the poll. Right after the results of the poll released, Inoki pulled out of the race as a symbolic winner, claiming that he would have been the mayor of Tokyo, but he had to um, be a senator instead. Yeah, I had to not want to do that job anyway. But here's the other thing. All right, so this is what I don't understand. So what it is is... You can't hold a job, obviously, if you're in public office in the United States or Canada, right? You can. Okay, well, Well, Zanoki keeps on wrestling. Yeah, you can keep a job. It's uh, Boris Johnson, the PM, did this many times, is you can hold both jobs. It's just like, don't, you're not supposed to. I don't... Yeah, but that's England. I think you be if you're a con- like if you're a senator, I think you can have two jobs just as long as you're not like the leader of the country. Yeah, I think it's also that thing of like also like what is your job? You're like, well, I work for this oil company that's in charge of oil, and also I'm the senator in charge of finding out how much oil we buy. We bought a lot of oil. Yeah, because he's full senator. He's the full fucking senator. He's a full senator. Bear in mind the collision in Korea, which is what we're building towards, was done in an effort for him to keep his political seat. So. It, it's that thing of like, yeah. No, well, he, he breaks another t- uh, gate record for the Tokyo Dome. 3.7 million, 50,000 fans re- wrestling uh, Hiroshi Hase, who would himself become a future senator. And he wins a, another awesome. seat 
in 92. I got to tell you, the more I learn about Japan, I'm like, how did that guy become the senator? Well, it was like he beat the former senator in a pro wrestling match. I was like, oh, this is a fucking country right here. That's crazy that it's like 82, he founds his company. Sorry, 72, he founds the company. 82, he's um, he's the martial arts champion. And 92, he's a fucking senator reelect. Like, that is a crazy 20 year. I got to tell you, on paper, I don't 62 know 62 into pro wrestling. Like, it's like completely... What Giant Baba do? Just book a good company yeah, and Gi- have a wife, bitch. Yeah, fuck. Boo! Boo! Bi- giant wan wan. Yeah, hello, Giant Baba. It's me, Antonio. I've had eight jobs. What are you doing? <laughs> Being successful with my thing. You pee, you fucking yeah. big-headed bitch. Yeah, you fucking. You look like the. You look like a the, a puppet of a baby. You there fuck. You go. Push him over. Yeah, knock him down. Cry. I no play baseball. Shut oh, up. Oh yeah, everyone. Your chest is weirdly so. Oh, you were standing in the box. I get in the box. Yeah, dog. You know man. I mean? That means what? sex with yeah. women Do in their you vaginas. You like you shit, don't you? Not me. Clean every <laughs> yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I mush it around in there. My yeah. pooey ass. Everyone has to touch my pooey ass. I want my. I want the inside what of my cheeks. What do your underwear cheeks? do? Nothing. Mine absorb shit and then yeah. I throw them out every day. Let me ask you this. Are That's you wearing, makes me manly. Do you have a towel taped to your body because you refuse to wipe your own ass because you consider paper, which is less than you, touching your body to be weakness? <laughs> we should have a... I wish we were like... We'll work on it. What do you answer? Finish your manlier. Sentence. We need to become manlier. We need to serve in the army. I'll have you know that I am. Cool. Oh, we need there to is serve so in the much army. tea coursing through my butt. Bo- oh, did I tell you? We need to serve in the army. As the rest of the review ends, mm-hmm. Dylan and I are going to start cycling. <laughs> Not on bicycles. That will end an in injury. The better kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anabolic cycling. We need to do that. The, the old and we Conor need to McGregor. Start having guns. We need to claim we're in the army, and then we need to. Create a whole man podcast where we talk about like getting your tea up and just also one weird thing. And that most the whole podcast is just to get people to stop wiping their ass or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We sell underwear specifically that wipes your ass while you walk because who wants to wipe their ass? That's uh, no, a lot we of do work. not. We need you to join to our GoFundMe that will allow us to do research to find out if that underwear is possible. I'm going to do what a bunch of, uh, with one guy in particular that's really good. in the UK that's did. That's what they about, used to do with movies. That's they were also like, help they, me make this movie. Sorry, I'm not giving the money It's back. even better than that. What they used to do with comedy clubs in the UK all the time. Remember that fucking scam? We are funny project. Oh, yeah, man. That guy ended up just buying a bunch of bikes. Still sent me a shitty email because I took a better gig than doing, <laughs> taking his Canada Day show for 20 pounds. Jeez. All right. Suck so, my butt, you fucking in guy. Pyongyang, in Pyongyang, uh, was that South North Korea? Um, he... Had 315,000 fans, and the only one they knew was Inoki, and it was Inoki and Fujinami over Choshu and Tenru in a tag match. And you can see the dark side of the ring on that. Nothing weird happened, and it was good. Yep, everything was fine. In no way is there a weird story about Too Cold Scorpio because and Because everyone had... Here's the other thing. They're like, well... And Meltzer will always say, well, WrestleMania actually... There was 350,000 people at the North Korea wrestling event. But he never specifies they had to go. <laughs> yeah, they didn't buy tickets. They were. This was like you have to go. Yeah, they, a bunch of people showed up with guns in their houses and went. Yeah. Did you bring us food? And they went, No, we brought you enter fucking tainment. Nineteen ninety four, Tenru was pin- pinned in Oki in fifteen fifty six in the Tokyo Dome. This was wrestling's first ever four million dollar gate in ninety four. Jesus Christ! How much money does Antonio Inoki have? So it's like it's kind of like. The numbers clearly prove that it's still fine having him on top because they try and switch from. This is the interesting thing is that there is sort of this reinvention of history of like Antonio Inoki, the albatross across the neck of New Japan. And it's like, 
Much like in the 90s in WWF, yeah, we need to move past uh, fucking Hulk Hogan. Also, guess what happens whenever fucking Hulk Hogan shows up? Yeah, man, and he also kind of restarts the martial green. arts championship by beating uh, Gerard Gordeaux, who is a uh, former UFC tournament finalist. He chokes him out um, and chokes out Sting in a four-man tournament uh, to win another martial arts title. I would love to – I really should have seen Sting. This is a $4.8 million gate that a year later at the Tokyo Dome, and I really wanted to see Sting work fucking strong style. Yeah, I got to I, strong style stinger splash where I don't know he just like jumps up and fucking shoots him with a gun. I don't, I don't know care how what it. anyone says. Sting is the greatest wrestler of all time. How many decades and people does that guy need to fuck it? Like Sting is a Sting came across wrestling at the perfect time where it wasn't that hard on your body. He never really worked a style that was super hard on his body. He never really did dives to the outside outside of the early nineties, and he never started doing steroids or drugs or anything he, I mean, did, he drugs. did steroids and he's he did for sure drugs he did drugs it wasn't that the whole thing i think i don't know oh, because eric, he became a born again christian because eric bischoff implies that he was having personal problems around starcade 97 i think what it actually turned out to be was no they just didn't want him to lose the belt and eric bischoff can't fucking fathom that there was a moment in his life which he had just done something a bit more confidently he would probably still own wcw I don't know. Sting, Sting also never specifically had like a, a roid head body. No, he was much. He was much leaner. He also had he a had moment. a body of a big man. Here's the other thing that's really important. During like the highest money partying time, Sting's gimmick was sit quietly above the ring. Sometimes, like he also basically yes. got paid to to wait, which is something that they've never done in wrestling since. Which is there was a time and just. Wait for this match. The longer we'll just you have someone them... on TV, but they don't wrestle. Yeah, weekly television. There was there was a time where Stone Cold Steve Austin and Sting. No, I guess it was Sting and then Austin actually. No, it was ah. Uh, no, because Austin was out in '98 and '97, but also '97. '97 was that survival. Yeah, we broke his... summer the SummerSlam that whole summer that that whole fall. He's ba- like he has matches, but you watch them and it's like. This is a m- I'm just saying when the, the the thing that everyone's trying to get back to the Monday Night War blah 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 like yeah this guy's not wrestling he's barred from competition but he's here all the time entire Monday Night Raw episodes are like will Stone Cold Steve Austin show up everyone's just talking they about still it. in many ways are that you know what would make this better if Stone Cold just showed up <laughs> <laughs> Tony Anoki's active Tony. career ended in April fourth nineteen ninety eight a seven million dollar gate at the Tokyo Dome kept. Every penny. Held up for 21 years. $2.6 million in just merchandise. Woo! 30,000 programs at $20 pop. Um, Ali was on stage at the ring entrance. The final match of his career was against Don Fry. Anoki was willing to lose to Fry, given that Fry was actually a legitimate fighter at the time. Like, he literally was... This is what Ken Shamrock wanted to do, by the way. This was the whole reason he kind of left, was you, if you're in Japan, you can have a real fight, so you feel like you do sports, and then also just have some wrestling matches. Like, that's how Ken Shamrock got into WWF in the first place. Before the UFC was, he did Pancrase, which was equally um, equal parts actual fighting, and then just submission wrestling. Really? Yeah. Fun! So, yeah, and... The whole thing, I don't know. Pancrase is a whole different thing, but it's like they had the, you know, like. I'm going to say this 90% of their problem, that's a fucking shitty name. And almost pancake. It's yeah, almost or, pancakes. Or pancreas. Either way, I don't want to fucking <laughs> see that on my TV. No, because it's pancreation, 
It, ah, fuck which off. Which is the... I don't know. Roman word. Oh, pump my butt. The French called it free fighting, which I think is Ooh like la la. mixed martial arts. Ooh, free fighting. Oh, free okay. fighting actually sounds fuck it. That actually, sounds fun. Free fighting actually. Oh wow, sounds. that guy's dead now. Yeah, like, that's free. <laughs> also, it makes if I some of the fry like, lost to the Cobra Twist. What's no, that? that's where he twist his balls and his dick, not just the dick. <laughs> and then he nutted, and Ooh. everyone was relaxed. And yeah, if you hear a popping noise, all the men will be uncomfortable. <laughs> he had a draw, quote unquote, with Henzo Gracie on December 31st, uh, 2000, in an exhibition match. And this begins. Anoki moves to the United States to try and set up his UFO promotion with himself and Alia's spiritual uh, leaders presiding over the company with Ogawa and Sayama. So that's so Soitoro Sayama, the original Tiger Mask. So they're trying yes. to do more. Let's fight. Which is Anoki's. Anoki, like a lot of wrestlers, it's it's really good. Like st I think Doctor Death is a real micro version of this. It's really good when it's like, ooh, this guy's real. But then it's like, this is actually gonna be a real fight. Ooh, no. Yeah, no. This guy, well, oh no! Oh no! This guy's your, gonna kill him. On the CM Punk episode we did pre AEW about the MMA, something that I always think about, which is people who are really good wrestlers sometimes at a certain point think, I'm so good at pretending to fight, I must know how to actually fight, and it's like. No, those are two different things. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. Inoki jumps off the New Japan train as MMA got big in Japan. He worked with Pride and K1, including selling New Japan stars to those companies to do shoot fights, which they often lost. Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura, becomes a star as a rookie because he lost to Daniel Garcia, but Daniel Gar Gracie, sorry, but he puts up a uh, exciting fight. Now, the Gracies at this point have like a... Mystique around them. I was like, no one in the family's ever lost a fight. Okay, so, if so you, is this... Even if you're like, it's the Gracie family's mom, and you lose, but then beat their mom up a bit, then they'll be like, ooh, I almost beat up a Interesting. Gracie. Interesting. Here's my question. Why do some of them have very, like, traditional names, and some of them have real, like, Horion Danny? And you're like, what the hell? Because there's a lot of them. Okay. It's kind of like if just whoever last name Hastings was like, ooh, it's the Hastings comedic dynasty, and then it was, like, your third cousin. Oh, uh, so I thought the Gracies were just, like, the guy and his three kids. I didn't realize no. it's, like, the whole no, they, fucking... Anybody who's got the name, and the other thing around this time was just, like, because obviously MMA is pro wrestling, um... People were just saying their last name was Gracie and fighting. Uh, of course they are. <laughs> yeah, it's just anybody who's Brazilian just says their name is Gracie and gets. And also more money. in parts of the world, like how are you supposed to tell? You come to Canada, I, Dylan could say I'm Brazilian, and people will be like, I have no way of verifying if that's true. <laughs> uh, Kazuki Fuchida Whoa. and uh, Bob Sapp have <laughs> runs as IWGP champion, um, and they are MMA stars at the time. Inoki and his backers tried to start a new promotion. This is where it gets bad. To Pete with K1 and Pride during the boom and failed after one show. December 31st, 2003. Emilianenko Fedor was lured from Pride and beat Yuji Nagata in 62 seconds. The signing of Emelianenko led to mobsters that backed the Inoki Bumiye show. And that was it. And those backing the Pride show to have conflicts, which ended in public in the Japanese media. Inoki never ran another show, and the revelation led to Prize losing television, folding, and the MMA boom, MMA boom in Can you explain Japan. that? So what actually <laughs> happened with Pride? So what was the controversy? I'm, I'm, say that again. You just read they it too signed, All right. So they signed Pride's biggest star, Fedor. Yeah. And then Inoki's a fucking idiot, so he has Fedor face Yuji Nagata, a full pro wrestler. Okay. 
So like the the best MMA fighter in the world fights some guy who play fights. Um, I don't know. Anderson Silva faces Jason Statham in a cage. Oh my God! Okay, great. <laughs> Kills him in sixty two seconds. I'm sure fifty of those seconds were unnecessary. Laughing. Like he's. <laughs> yeah, like there, there's fucking crazy shit from this time. Like a man we all know as um, Alberto Del Rio fights Mirko Kokrop and fights him in a mask because he's still Dos Caras Jr. and he can't have his mask off because of Luchador. And then there's a great interview with Krokop backstage where he goes, is he actually going to fucking wear that? And it's like Krokop never emotes or anything in any interviews, but he's like, why? How are they letting this happen? I'm going to kill this guy. And he does. And it's crazy. That's fucking He knocks nuts. him out, and then the guy's like limped up against the ropes, and he just punches him in the face. I gotta no tell you right now, we all need to pray to God Vince McMahon doesn't see this, because he'll see it and whisper, I'm back. <laughs> no, Vince McMahon is gonna find out that there's dialogue where they just talk about fighting with no actual wrestling, and it's called a play, and he's gonna produce a bunch of plays. <laughs> and he's gonna think he invented plays. Hello, Kevin! Vince. Okay, how about there's a streetcar? Everyone wants it. I'm thinking streetcar named Cunt. All right, listen, there's a, you know that there's these rooms that aren't arenas. <laughs> See ya. Uh, they got a ring, but there's no ropes and it's elevated slightly. <laughs> and there's lights on it and ropes. It's called a staggy. <laughs> Stuggy. Yeah, which I'm not. <laughs> I'm not fucking gay. You I'm not Stuggy. So, yeah, these are chairs are. Murder on not your... good, not good for your hips, knees, back, or torso. Oh yeah, uh, everything is everything's sleeping but my mind, dog. <laughs> um, and okay, Bumiye became a New Year's tradition. New Year's Eve in Japan is the biggest television day of the year, dominated by a concert on NHK, which does Super Bowl-like ratings. The first event was a pro wrestling event that used real fighters in 2001, with Anoki versus Henzo Gracie as an exhibition. Woo! Mudo versus Mudo and Takata versus Fight. Uh, Don Fry and Ken Shamrock. Woo! So the problem is that, like, the farther that you get from the tradition of pro wrestling in MMA and just become on wholesale MMA fighters, yeah. is that the MMA fighters are just like, I'll just kill this guy without, like, guys like Don Fry and Ken Shamrock who were pro wrestlers who are like, I know how to, like... I know how to do both. It's, they're the versatile sort of You can of trust me to, like, make this make you look good and then win. This metaphor is really fucked up, which is basically it's like they were doing close-up magic, and then it was discovered you could just be a wizard. And there's this weird moment where there are guys that are like, sometimes you're a wizard and sometimes you do close-up magic. And then Anoki's like, I'm very good at close-up magic. So good. I could beat a wizard. And then it's like, no, I can't. He turned me into a falcon. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> um... This is a real... So they go against Pride and K1 in 2003, Anoki does. Pride gets 54 million viewers um, and murders them. Uh, wow. With the legendary Bob Sapp versus Akibono kickboxing match. Which I like I because... I actually like, remember that. This is like brought up a lot as like a very seminal moment for also Pride. Like, Didn't that also in some way play into the UFC buying Pride and then the UFC being like... What the hell's all this well, writing pride, that says we are the Yakuza on this piece of paper? Like, ignore that. I'll tell you to UFC ignore that. The thing was exactly, like, <laughs> exactly WCW, WWE, which was Pride got their TV taken away because it turned out that they had, like, a bunch of deals with the mob. So not that specifically, but basically Pride lost all its money and was nothing. And the UFC picked it up off the scrap heap along with the fighters that they had under... Um, salary now the wwe thing like they had way more important fighters because there's way less money in mma yeah 
So it was like they could have done an inv- they did an invasion angle, quote unquote, like way better because well, they had like all their fighters. Also, except it's for not one an invasion angle. It's like we bought this. You can be like, we bought this company, and now these guys are going to fight these guys to see who's tougher. Yeah, and we don't have to fake it because they're just both tough guys. They're going to fight us in a tough match. Tough. Man. <laughs> but basically, he fucked New Japan with his booking. Much like Vince McMahon, it's kind of like, yeah, as a wrestler, amazing, but he has all of these wrestlers fight MMA guys because he needs to prove that wrestling is a martial art. Like, after Sakuraba, who was a pro wrestler, who was like not, he was like a lower card pro wrestler, beats is the first to beat a Gracie, and he beats Horion or someone? No, I forget who he beats, but he beats, um, Henzo Gracie in special rules that the Gracies make, and he beats him in like an hour. He says pro wrestling uh, is good afterwards, and he wins a UFC tournament as well. And basically goes pro oh, wrestling wow. is good, and that's like that. And that's what so Inoki goes in thinking every wrestler is going to be like Sakuraba because like yeah. oh this guy's a lower. This guy, it's insane, but it's like it's kind of like when Vince McMahon saw like Frank Shamrock backstage and was like I'll just beat the shit out of this guy. He thinks because. Sakuraba's on the lower card for some reason that he's gonna like his upper card wrestlers will do that much better thus you get Yuji Nagata getting the weird thing that wrestling does to you is that you think that it's all like you do literally think you're convinced that it's fake but weirdly you think it's real and there's no way like in my mind I still do kind of think Roman Reigns could put up a fight in the UFC he could not no he would be murdered the only person who gets hit so hard, he would have get leukemia suddenly and then uh, pass away in the ring. Soft. The only person in that that I think that would have a chance in the UFC is Paul Heyman because he would be like Brock, Brocky, Brocky. Hey, Brock did great. Brock just came back, did steroids, and they were like, "You did steroids," and he's like, "Got me." Yep. And then just, I guess you're gonna have to spend me for that's my last fight. Suck my fucking small balls. Yeah. <laughs> my voice is higher and I beat. <laughs> I beat Mark Hunt. Enjoy that loss. Oh, yeah. Mark Hunt tried to sue. I he, am gone. And the UFC oh. got so pissed. Anyway, so what? Wouldn't you? He'd be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Fuck a minute. You put me in a ring with a guy where you're like, wow, that's a lot of steroids. We should probably do something about this test, but I'll put it over here because we got to make <laughs> this money, baby. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So l- let me ask you a question, John. Go ahead. Antonio Noki, we did four episodes on him meaning he is exactly 66% as important as Billy Gunn. What, what do you think the best thing about him on his career is? This guy, let me say this about an egotistical man. Of all the egotistical men, the way he is manifested, which is hire me real fighters and I will bully them, is one of the nicest like versions of that I've ever seen. He's not killing kids. <laughs> He's not ritualistically abusing his family. I'm sure his kids have horrific stories. No one who yeah. anyone writes books about is a good father or mother. I guarantee his last will and testament involved one of his kids doing some push-ups they couldn't complete as a child. <laughs> but I think it's a classic You can get my of... money, but first you have to admit that I was right about your wife. Like, I guarantee that's yeah. what, like one of the stipulations. But I just love that Antonio Noki. you know what he is? He's a man who's going to win. And he won. He, they took all of his wrestlers away, and he, I'll, re- I'll wrestle myself. Turn the camera on. Turn the fucking camera on. That is honestly, I guess, what what you say. He's What's inspiring. That quote about ingenuity? Um, something, something, ingenuity. Anyway, Anoki proves that. Oh, I don't have any wrestlers? Cool. Get me a guy who, and this is the important part, Good. didn't win the gold medal. 
because those guys will cost too much. He beats and loses to a series of bronze medalists in every single martial art. Yeah, what did you do? Shot put? Get in the ring. 100%. I don't give a fuck. Hey, it's been 17 years since you meddled bronze when I started this company. Why don't you beat me and everyone will go nuts? Because, like, certainly it's been 17 years. Everyone knows the formula. Bring in martial arts guy. Convince them they're going to beat Anoki. Anoki wins. Yeah. And, like, just the way, like, a two and a half or a two hour and five minute match. I haven't watched that, but I assume it's like a real fight where it's like. It's so. No, but it's important that you establish that these are real fights so that the Vader thing makes so much. Like, the fact that that fight match was two hours and five minutes establishes a reason that he should lose to Vader. He's still not whole from that fight. Yeah. And establishes. And it shocks everyone because. we just watched this guy go fucking hours constantly. Yeah. We've never seen him lose outright, let alone lose in three minutes. And it makes Vader. It's completely. Worst thing about Antonio Noki. you ready? Forcing guys who just wanted to play fight to fight real scary men. Yeah, that's right. What are you? Well, I'm I'm the Arachna Man. Well, you'll be facing uh, John Jones. What? We don't <laughs> drug test here, too. And let me say this about John. He's on something. Well, on the other, he's making a meme. <laughs> uh, he, uh, John Jones, one of the craziest things where he said uh, he basically was like he did an interview with Deadspin, and you know how Deadspin just kind of had journalistic integrity. Oh yeah, and that's and let me say this about Deadspin, that's gone, and I'm not complaining. Oh, so uh, so snarky. So what they what did are you, was run by Dave Portnoy. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? So there's an interview with John Jones, and then he talks about how he's going to be faithful to his wife and how he's a changed man. And then in the next breath, because I think he forgot to say this is off the record, just was like, that waitress put together good. I'm going to get her number. Like, literally like that. My favorite was, yeah, okay, I got stimulants in my system. You know those dick pills at yes. the gas station? I took a bunch of those. And Rogan was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite thing about Joe Rogan is that like he'll fucking – call people out for things except for if it's the thing he's involved with and then i don't know joe rogan is one of those classic guys where he's it's he, like tim dylan interviews where people make fun of brendan shaw and he just has to be like uh no yeah he's good <laughs> what do you mean when tim dylan i've been i haven't seen any of this so wait tim this dylan is goes, a deep cut and that's fine once again shit. they know louis gomez at skank fest the skank fest thing there was i just saw some quick clip where it's louis gomez making fun of brendan shaw and then Tim Dillon just kind of looks at the ground, and then he goes, Louis Gomez goes, do you have anything to say, Tim? <laughs> no? Because uh, he, he basically he's like, I know you can't say anything about Brendan Shaw because you're Rogan's friend. He's like, no, but Brendan's out there trying, or something like that. And it's like, because, you know, obviously, it's just funny when guys for whole thing are like, no censorship, blah, and it's like, no, everyone... Everyone has a line, bitch. But everyone has to protect someone's feelings at some point. Not even from a business perspective, but it clearly is. But it's like, you're not going to bullshit. You're not going to be, you're not going to waste your whole fucking, like, your life is built to this moment of, like, you, you know, making all this money off of Patreon. You're obviously not going to fucking kick Joe Rogan, who's the whole reason you have that money. Yeah. No. That's exactly why we're ending the show, is because we want to keep having money in comedy, and we know one day mm. they're going to find it. And then <laughs> one day they'll find it. Oh, no. They'll sort through all of the talk about Super Calo and get to the cum. Yeah, exactly. Uh, super cum So, yeah, I think that we can say that he's a guy who believed in pro wrestling, and when pro wrestling was the only option, that he- really sold a lot of tickets. But then when pro wrestling was like, hey, there's these people actually fighting each other, he... Um, 
He said no. He said yeah. He said no. Yeah, I would win that. And they're yeah. like, you know, the octopus hold wouldn't work in the octagon. And he said, yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, you, what octagon? What's an octagon? <laughs> yeah, probably CM Punk's first one. It's like, yeah, I'll just make him go to sleep in the anaconda vice. And they're like, you don't know what you're signing up for. He's like, yes, I do. What do you think? How come never? No one's ever jumped at the top of the cage. <laughs> is that Talking illegal? Talking to Antonio Inoki is like, like it's got to be one of those things where it's like, imagine just. He's dead now, by the way. I know, but what it was like talking to him. How are you? Better than you. Like, is how it feels. Like, it just, it's just sort of like... I guarantee he was, like, talking to... A politician. I guarantee he was fucking just absolutely a fucking... He just, they got this air of, like, he thinks he's better than me. And, and sometimes um, he fe- sometimes that feels right. Yeah. He's better than me. Yeah, you, you just want, it's just I've like talking met. to any fucking asshole. Like you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, go fuck yourselves. Find us on things. I'm on tour. John Hastings. Uh, the John Hastings. <sighs> Dot com back gigs. Let's bring this back, by the way, in photos. Just going. Yeah. Oh, those fingers. Oh. Yeah, buddy. This is how they do it in Germany? Yeah. Uh, this is your mom. This is my bitch. Tighter. You can use that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, my bitch.